Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And as I mentioned in the daily financial news this morning, we are going to talk to a team that is in Miami. They are supporting that area. We have heard a lot about Miami. I talked about it. I think it was Bloomberg that highlighted Miami is now the most unaffordable market in the country. But what we do here at One Rental at a Time is we reach out to people who have experience in the market. And Marvin was nice enough to reach out and says, I can help. I've got, I work with this team that has a lot of experience. So Marvin, welcome to the show. Thank you for reaching out. Tell us about the team, what you're doing, all that good stuff. And we'll dig in to Miami. Good deal. Thank you, Michael. Marvin Mora, I'm part of the Roker Group. We are a group in Douglas Element down here in Miami. Uh, cover largely the Miami-Dade, but also parts of Broward County as well. Uh, with us, we have Carlos Rojas and Alexandra Rojas. I'll let them introduce themselves as well. Awesome. Alexandra, you first. Ladies first. Yeah, so um, I'm Alexandra Rojas, the Roca Group, Douglas Alamer Real Estate. We uh, started the group back in 2018, um, and we joined Douglas Alamer because um, it's one of the largest brokerages here in South Florida. Awesome. Uh, they do specialize a lot with the luxury market, uh, but we do work most, all of the price points uh, from investment properties all the way to luxury. Um, and yeah, we're fortunate enough to have a really good team. Uh, the market has been amazing, as I'm sure it's been all over the country. And uh, here we are. There you go. And Carlos? How are you doing? I'm Carlos Rojas with the, Doug, with the Roker Group at Douglas Solomon. Um, she's always hard to follow because she threw out basically all the points. Um, uh, <laughs> we do have a team of six, so we do cover all different ranges. Our bread and butter is obviously that. 500 to million point, which is a lot of Miami Dade, but at the same time, um, we're fortunate enough to Alexandra's part of the sports and entertainment division within, within Douglas Elliman, which caters a lot more to the luxury market. So we do see a little bit of everything, which is great. It's pretty diverse. That's awesome. And I love the fact that you started in 2018, because obviously 2018 is pre-pandemic. You have at least a couple of years under your belt, right? 18 and 19 before we get into this just weird world of 2020, right? kind of February, March, the world shifted. And then we've obviously seen some some amazing growth that maybe we didn't even expect when the country shut down in March. So do me a favor. Um, I don't know who wants to do it, but give me a picture of Miami, Miami-Dade in 2018. You know, what was the price point? What would you have called the median home? What was rentals like? I mean, I'm assuming inventory was much higher, but I don't know. So let's start by painting a picture of Miami-Dade in 2018. Who would you like to do that? Oh, I could go if okay. you guys are good with this. So uh, 2018, um, it's actually we're focusing mostly on rentals. Um, okay. because we had a lot of people were looking to rent. Um, again, in that price point, not, um, not many had the funds saved for closing. Mm -hmm. um, we did see typically the average days on the market was between 60 to 90 days. Uh, if the property was priced right, mm -hmm. if it was overpriced, it would. Uh, we had a lot of expireds out there, sure. and um, as they, 
if it was priced right, we would see it about, I would say, six to seven percent below asking price, mm. sometimes at asking if the property was ready to move in. Right. Um, we did see a lot of um, credits at inspection and a lot of the properties going back on the market. Mm -hmm. uh, there was definitely inventory. We did enjoy working with buyers a lot back then because you had a lot of options to show them. Sure. Uh, it was something secure that if you worked with the buyer, you would find them something to buy eventually. With the listings, depending on the client, some might expire and they might end up not selling. So um, we uh, we had a very good year, both years, mm -hmm. of course, not as uh, post-pandemic. Mm -hmm. They were much better as mm -hmm. far as in terms of sales, but it was a much easier market to deal with. Yeah. And that's something I'm hoping people hear because again, I've been doing real estate buying and selling for 21 years in my market of Fresno, California, very different than Miami, but still 2018. I mean, it's probably hard for people to realize it was really in many markets balanced. And in some markets, maybe Miami Dade, the buy, it was a slightly a buyer's market, right? We're mm -hmm. talking 60, 90 days, days on market. We're talking below asking. It's a very much a rental market, meaning landlords could buy and get cash flow 2018 feels like decades ago to, to some people is 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 my kind of summary okay i agree um one of the things i like to bring up is when you're speaking when we're dealing with buyers a lot of times when we're talking 2018 or 2019 our team kind of prided ourselves of making it exciting where yeah. it could be a very stressful um situation we like making it exciting because you were showing them a lot of homes that fit their criteria. A lot yeah. Of times. yeah. Working buyers now has become more on the stressful side Yeah. because a lot sure. of times, since it's very little inventory, you can't hit all their wants and needs at the same time. Whereas sometimes it's like, okay, let's try to hit as many checkpoints as possible, but making them realistic at the same time that they might not find exactly what they want and at the price that they want. Yeah. So let's, so let's kind of go through, and again, I can only use my, you know, I look at my market every day. I, I can use my experience and see how it plays on Miami. So 2018, 2019, kind of a normal, normal market balance to maybe slight sellers, slight buyers, but nothing I haven't seen in 21 years. We, we get into 2020, January, kind of the same, February, and then March happens, right? A lot of my experience and contacts in my market were flippers. They were using non-QM money. That market dried up overnight. There was a lot of people that were in deals that didn't fund. It, it just, right, lenders got scared. And then it kind of started to loosen up. And kind of by the summer of 2020 is when we started to see the buyer's market really take off. I happened to invest in kind of a, a second tier, less expensive city. We started to see people move there. I'm assuming... Miami, because now you have 3,000 people a day or a week or whatever it is coming. At some point in 2020, the demand shot through the roof. Do you remember when that was? Do you remember saying, oh my God, where are these people coming from? Because supply never really moved, but demand just exploded. Do you guys remember when that happened? I think That's it was May, May of 2020. Yeah, exactly. Like, I really noticed that like uh, we had a lot of buyers when the pandemic hit, they put mm -hmm. a pause on purchasing. Yeah. And they're like, we don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to have a job and whatnot. And I remember I had one client looking to purchase new construction 
And he was like, no, I'm not spending. I don't know what's going to happen. In May, he called me. He's like, Alex, we're going now because they raised already 30,000 <laughs> prices. So we ended up going and putting in a contract on yeah. the house right then. And uh, yes, everybody started, like, I would say May, end of May, beginning of June. Yeah, I think that's and and then from there the rest is history. It really became in some markets, and I'm it, apparently Miami's like the posters. Maybe Miami and Boise kind of like you. The demand went off the chart. More people came, met more people, right? Because then your friends came, and the supply never really moved up, right? It's it's actually that's a good question. When you look at the sales in Miami Dade County at the end of 2021. And then you compare it to 2019 or 2018. Was there more or less sales? Do you guys have those so, numbers? So I haven't looked at numbers as far back as 2020, but I did compare 20, uh, sorry, 2019, but I did compare 20, uh, 20s edition of okay. inventory to 2021s, sure. kind of from uh, summer to summer. Okay. And we actually, so in Florida, there's four large MSAs. We have the Miami MSA, which is Miami, Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach County. Okay. And then the other four, the other three largest uh, MSAs are kind of where Tampa is, where Orlando is, and where Jacksonville are. Okay. Uh, Miami is the you know, largest out of, out of the four. Sure. Um, but within those four MSAs, we saw an increase in inventory for uh, Tampa, about like 20% or so uh, that was added within the over the fall months. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, we saw about 30% that was added over in Orlando, and then closer to 40, high 30s, 40, those in Jacksonville. In Miami, we saw literally less than 1% of inventory added. There was nothing wow. added. It was immediately absorbed. Wow. Okay. Oh, this is so fun. And then what, <laughs> what happened on the rental side? Because again, in my markets, rents were kind of flat, kind of to begin 2020. But again, much like you said, kind of that June, July, maybe August timeframe, rents, prices went first, rents went second. So maybe rents went September, October. But rents are up 20, 30%. Is Miami seeing the same stuff in the rental market? Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think initially we saw the sales market shoot up. And then once the people saw they were getting starting to get outpriced as far as when it came to the sales, mm -hmm. they started making the transition more towards the rental market, which made that just skyrocket um, ridiculous right now, which it's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, rentals, the rental market became as competitive, if not more competitive than the buyer's market. Yeah. Uh, if which is, yeah, it, it, it felt like everybody yeah. that meant to come down to buy, they, you know, they yeah, shopped for a little while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they shopped no. for a while and then kind of tapped out and said, you know what, we'll rent for a year and we'll figure it out later. And everybody did that at the exact same time. <laughs> yeah, I chalk it up a little bit to the buyer's fatigue where they're like, well, we're for not sure. going to find exactly what we want. Let's just go ahead and rent and hopefully it comes into the market in the following year. Yeah, the whole idea is let's, let's take a breath. Let's go rent something for a year, chill out, figure out what part of Miami we want to live in. And we were seeing a lot of what was coming down. They had ca a lot of cash. They had sold wherever they were coming from because they were coming from out of state or was in state. And they had yeah. a tremendous amount of cash. So they were bidding up uh, rentals the year paid in full. There, there were, you know, they were completely, and that was a lot of offers that we had year paid in four, six months paid in full, eight months paid up front. And it was, you know, it was, a, it was abrupt. It was over maybe a month or two transition where we saw a lot of that. And then that kind of became the norm for a while. And then wow. we ran out of inventory for rentals. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Because again, I've said this, and now I have three people that can help me understand it, right? It takes a moment in time for a family to go, we are leaving New York or California or wherever, and we're going to Florida. We're going to Miami or Miami-Dade. But then Miami-Dade, it's not like you were building thousands and thousands of units for all these new people. It's going to take a while for new construction to catch up, right? Is, is there a lot of development going on, or has it ramped up recently? Real it has quick. 
Um, mm -hmm. Right before pandemic, actually, um, we went to, it's called the Miami Report, where they basically let you know everything that's being constructed. Okay. At that point, the condo market had slowed down when it came to 2019. Hmm. There was 41 plans within the city to build that they actually held back on because there was an influx of, of basically yeah. of, uh, of inventory. Sure. Fast forward now, now they need all those things. Yeah, now, the exactly. problem, where are they? <laughs> now the problem is that the, the buildings that they used to build were 60 stories or less. So a lot of times it would take three years con to construct. Okay. Whereas all the plans were more than 60, now they're taking five years to construct. So it's gonna be a lot harder for them to actually play catch up in order for all those units to come into inventory because of the time gap. Yeah, it, it yeah. takes a moment of time to, to decide to go and then you go and you're like, where am I going? <laughs> so our our months of inventory for the condo market mm -hmm. uh year over year went from like the mid-teens to uh, the very next year down to three right like three months right now 2.9 months yeah and it, it, in the course of a year it swung over 10 months yeah so so alexander i have a question for you given you you play a little bit more in the the luxury market uh has the luxury market seen the exact same behavior did it go did it ramp up first and now is slowing down is it is, how does it compare to what i'll call affordable housing is it just wild as well so it's it's definitely not slowing down. We actually, I was working with a couple moving from California to Miami, and their budget was between three and four million dollars. Oh, is that all? <laughs> and we could not find what they were looking for. Um, the most of, we made about four offers mm -hmm. on different homes, and they all had cash uh, cash offers. They're buying them for asking price. So it's, it's also very competitive. Um, I also uh, have been working with some uh, NFL players that they wanted to get something in Miami. So we started getting into the luxury duplexes mm -hmm. that are uh, being built, they're newly built. And um, they bought them at the beginning of 2020, mm -hmm. February of 2020. Ooh. And right now uh, <laughs> he was calling me and saying like, I need more of these because they've been renting. Every time we post one, we list one unit for rent, we have about 12 to 15 offers sight unseen before yeah. we even like start showing it. And of course, it went from renting a three-three with a one-car garage. It's oh. about, I would say, eighteen hundred square feet. They were renting at thirty-five hundred to forty-five hundred within a year. Same exact unit. Wow. So um, a lot of them are putting that money into either investment properties, even though they're luxury, mm -hmm. or if they want to buy a single-family home, it's really hard to find something nowadays that's ready to move in. Sure. So great timing, helping helping somebody buy in February 2020. That's that's a magical time frame. I'm just curious, what would this duplex have cost? I'm just curious. So it was listed at 1.4 million dollars, and okay. um, we uh, ended up at 1.2 because we okay. ended up buying two units, so we oh, got nice. a discount. So we did 1.2 nice. for each duplex, and right now um, I've been doing a CMA a day for all of my clients, because everybody's wondering like, okay, what's my property worth? Sure, yeah. And I'm also trying to get some more inventory added <laughs> to the problem. I'm sure. So I just did a CMA and it was a 1.7 uh, each that now he could comfortably sell it. And we're pretty sure we're gonna see over asking price if we go on the market. So you help somebody make a million dollars in about two years. Yep. Just, a, just a terrible agent, just terrible. <laughs> That's a we joke, have, uh, by the way. 
we have a few stories when it comes to that, even with new construction. We just yeah. happened to have one um, last week. Okay. So we were supposed to close on June of last year. We signed the contract. This was March of 2021. Okay. To be delivered in June. And we signed the contract for 658 plus premiums. It was 806. It came out to. Okay. Everything happened. Pandemic couldn't deliver backed up, backed up. They said October, we just closed the last week. And this was supposed to close June of last year at the 807 price, which they locked in from the beginning. Right. That same unit, three houses down, the same exact model is listed for 1.2 million. (laughs) So, so you're talking about, thank you very much. You're talking about at the closing table, I'm handing the person the keys and 400,000 equity. Yeah, here you go. Congratulations. So this is amazing. So, so again, Miami is as hot. Again, right. I read it from afar. I admire it. It is as hot as, if not hotter than the articles make it seem. Is that kind of on the ground you're telling me? Yeah, and it's historically accurate for Miami. And we were popular in the 20s, obviously, for those for reasons. We've been popular since then. And yeah. Uh, so and, so where does this go? I mean, so let's let's I don't I mean I don't know how to do this, but let's put our little let's get our crystal balls out, which is all of ours are broken. <laughs> but can we still can we see Miami with 20% appreciation again this year? I mean, if if I were to say 20% the number, do you take the over or the under? And we'll go to each of you. We'll go to Marvin first. 20 at the end of 2022 is Zillow, whoever does Case Schiller, is he gonna say Miami's up? Over 20 or under 20% for 2022? What do you think, Marvin? Hey, Schiller, uh, considering it's not, it's not factoring everything in the market, I'd say, uh, I'd say under. Okay. How about you, Alexandra? I'd say under, but not by much. Okay. Alexandra? So I think we might be at the 20 or maybe a little bit over. The reason being because I compare, I always compare Miami to New York and LA, yeah. right? Because we're one of the biggest cities. If you compare the housing here, the affordability, even though they're saying that Miami, like it's one of the least affordable places, but you could still get a two bedroom, two bathroom with ocean views for a million dollars or maybe under a million. You cannot get that in LA or in New York. It's impossible. So for people that do have the money to spend, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we have the no state income tax, which mm-hmm. I think that's that's appealing to everybody. Absolutely. We have amazing weather year round and we're still really affordable comparing us to the other mm-hmm. big cities. Yeah, and I think foreign capital is gonna come back in a huge oh, way. Absolutely, absolutely. Huge way. All right, Carlos, you're the uh, tiebreaker. What do you got, the over or the under on 20%? I think Goldman Sachs, when the beginning of the year, when they came out with that 16.8% that they were projecting, I think they're pretty spot on from what we're okay. seeing right now. So it might okay. be slightly under. Okay. Um, this something we had seen and a lot of people at one point it was during the holidays, which is normally the slow season. Yep. They were saying, well, it's slowing down. And I, I think they all got, I, the rest of the people on this, basically got tired of me saying this, but I wouldn't say slowing. I would say softening ah. um, in a sense. It was a little different where Alex, by the way, did beat my record at her open house where she had 84 people walk through the house in an open house one day. And, then, and on and, Monday- and Just so we know, how, how many, yes. we're talking four hour open house or are you doing eight yes. hours? Four hours? Four hour open house. The whole <laughs> team was there. We had six, all six members were there. We'll describe the product. Families. And how many offers was it? 50? I got 51 offers. 51 offers we presented <laughs> on Monday. And this was a 3 2 two car garage in the suburbs. Built in 1998. No yeah. upgrades whatsoever. No, nothing special. 
<laughs> now, now using the softening is what I say, well, that same house right now, maybe we'll get 40 people visiting the open house and maybe get 20 something offers. It's still going to sell Only. at the same price. Yeah. Still going to be at the, it's still going to last the same days in the market. Maybe we're just going to have a little less choice. So I, for me, I don't call that slowing down. I just no, call it softening. Not at all because people don't realize I've been doing this so long, right? All you need is one willing buyer. And frankly, if you have two, that's competition, multiple offers, all of that. It doesn't have, frankly, 51 is a headache. Yes. It is. Spreadsheets. <laughs> Spreadsheets. That, that is not fun, 51. Mm-hmm. That is that is not fun. So oh this yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make, I'm gonna go with Alexander. I think you guys are underestimating foreign <laughs> foreign capital. I think you're underestimating the attractiveness of the weather, the no income tax. I think you're still gonna see California and New York come down because again, we pay double digits in state tax. So uh, you know it's gonna be a tie, two two. I'm gonna take the over uh slightly over with Alexandra and, and, and we'll see in about 10 months. Uh, where one of the things that kind of limits us down here as far as and going back to the inventory that, that had been yeah. added recently. So looking at like the decade preceding the pandemic from 2010 to 2020, we had yeah. in the Miami MSA about half a million people that were added down here. Mm -hmm. the, you know, we, tremendous amount of addition to, to our residents. And we only added about 100,000 housing units. So it was exactly. not quite what we needed to expand. And looking specifically within Miami-Dade County, we are on the on our north side. We're Brook. We're uh, another county, Broward County. So we can't really expand much more north than where we're at. West side, uh, we're flanked by the by the National Park, Fort Everglades National Park. Mm. So it's federal land. We're not going to be able to develop on there. And mm. our urban boundary line is right up about to the <laughs> to the Everglades. So we can't expand any more west <laughs> or obviously east. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know we're amazing. yeah we're stretched pretty far south at this point as well. Well, you your you guys and your team clearly know the area. If everybody looking at this wants to. Come down to Miami Dade, look for any property in the area. How do you want them to reach out? Do we go to each of you individually? I guess we'll go to Carlos first. Absolutely. You can reach me. My phone number is 305 985 2272. Great social media. Um, it's pretty uniform across the board, which is Carlos.theroca group. Awesome. And Alexandra, how about you? And I'm very active on social. So Instagram is the way to connect with me for sure. Uh, I do post a lot of content and videos, educational videos about the market, the different areas. And my Instagram is alexandra.deroca group. Awesome. And Marvin, the guy who reached out to set this up, thank you very much. How do <laughs> no, they reach you. out to you? Uh, Marvin.deroca group on Instagram as well, or 786-488-4567 is a contact form. I love the fact that you guys have the team in your IG handle. That shows uh, you guys get it. You're one, you're one team, one family. Thank you so much for bringing us the hot Miami market. Again, I think you're going to see north of 20%. You two guys are being soft. You're saying under 20%. We'll reconverge. Yeah. We'll reconverge yeah. in a few months. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And, and again, you're being soft at 16%, I will say. So thank you very much for your time today, guys. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank Michael. you so much for having us. Mm -hmm.